So here's my question to you. Do you think that cops should have to wear um, cameras? Me personally, I think that would help. Okay. I and on both some, ends. Sure, exactly. Like they do with in the cars now. So yeah. You pull someone over, you can see what, what transpires. Same, same type of thing. But you would have, you know, a, his perspective. Right. So, yeah. I don't think there's anything I, wrong with it. But let me say, let me say this though: they do wherever they turn them off. So what the fuck's the matter? I mean, they they got they've shown that. Yeah. They got shit to hide. They I know, don't. Yeah, I don't you know understand what I mean? that. Well, what do you mean you don't? You know what you understand? They dirty cops. Exactly. I mean, I don't understand dirty how they tactics. have the ability to do it. It's yeah, like, they shouldn't have the ability oh, to turn. Hey, that you know that um that light over there. Uh, you know, let me speed through it. Let me turn that camera off so it doesn't. Listen, you gotta remember, you got you got you up against the fraternal order of police. That's a fraternity. They won't protect their own. Dirty tactics and all. Because it's going, it's just like, you know, any other thing. It's like, we want to get that scumbag. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. I don't, you know what I mean? This time, third. They know they're doing dirty tactics. Come on, man. It's a dirty game. You're saying the cops? Every, all yeah. around. Yeah. It's a dirty game. I mean, you got all, the cops. Judges. Look, 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 look how the, the cops really got started, man. They went out. You can watch gangs in New York. All them cop, all the you watch gangs in New York. That's history. The police and went out. The politicians went out, got the strongest gang, and said, "This is what I want you to do: police the streets." They see, you know, they get badges, this and that. They get military, what they get financed by the government. They a bunch of thugs. They go out and they say, "Hey man, I want you to go get this guy." Hey, this guy's going to do him wrong. That's how I'm viewing it. I'm I'm talking from the streets perspective. Now right. I know you got a, a man in law enforcement, and I respect that. But I'm saying, you know, I'm speaking from the robber side. Sure. No, you know, it's the cops and robbers. Side. We're playing the game. <laughs> oh, I get it. Trust me. And same thing, you know, with protecting one another. I mean, I have no idea where I was going with that. No, I'm saying, but like, you know what? The base of what I'm trying to say is that I have protections as a United States citizen that get violated daily when we get in encounters with law enforcement because instead of sticking to the rules, Knowing that, knowing you can't touch me, you go ahead and violate the rules so you can't catch me. So that's why I say it's a dirty game and you are dirty because you're not playing by the rules. I don't respect that. True. I'm not. You have to know, though, that there are some bad apples in every bag. So it's not that they're all. Right. I mean, I'm, absolutely. There definitely needs to be some, I guess, give and take there. Uh-huh. But one, you know, one bad apple isn't going to make the whole bag. No, I'm not, I know that, but. I guess I guess what I'm saying when it becomes a habit, it becomes like the, oh, it's a yeah. constant thing it's that normal. you're not. And only, it's the norm. It's become the norm, and we have, like I said, black people and Spanish people, and I'm sure any other people have a. We have a history with law enforcement. It's not a good history, so you can't get upset with us when we have a public outcry because we're tired. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? But I'm now that I'm oh, I, with, the thing that I really like to see is, or what I'm loving right now is that you're seeing so many people coming together. To join on and say, hey, this isn't right because well, white people are getting hurt too now. We just had um, <clears throat> Diane Powell from Black Black Women for Positive Change, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Black Women for Positive Change or just Black Women for Change. Um, she's the Pittsburgh chapter um, president. Mm-hmm. She spoke at our Moms Demand Action Meeting, meeting uh, Saturday and basically told us what they were about and how they're trying to bring the police and the community together and how we can help. And because Moms Demand Action is a grassroots organization that literally started from a woman going on Facebook who was 
she was a mother, or is a mother of five. Her name is Shannon Watts. And after the Sandy Hook shooting, she got on Facebook. She was frustrated. She started a Facebook group. It's now grown. I can't even tell you how many members it has now. Uh-huh. It started out. I have, to, I have the numbers. But we literally just had a meeting with someone from Black Black Lives Matter and, mm-hmm. and just discuss things that we can do to help them, what they can do to help us, because it's definitely an epidemic and it's right. it's hurting the country. And mm-hmm. if we don't get, if we don't bring Black, White, Muslim, Indian mothers together, right? Because that's what it's going to take. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't just have these white suburban moms saying, "I want to help. What can I do?" Right. You, you yeah. need moms from all walks of life. You need poor, rich. And so they can mother. understand exactly. Because what's happening in my community might be different from what's happening in a single mom of three black women. Like right. uh, it's totally different. But our kids all go to school and all have to live this life that okay. we're bringing them into. Can I ask you a question, Angie? Like being a member, like you know, being obviously you know white, right? Have you um, has it been receptive when you go in and you say, hey, I want to help? As far as like with the like, well, that's what we discussed was how can we help? We don't want to walk in there. We don't want to come into the. No, I'm saying was the, it receptive? Like, was oh, people like, oh, come on in, or was well, it like the, we don't trust you? Kind no, of like, the woman, you... want, the woman that we spoke with wants us there, but what we're we haven't even gone out yet. Okay, that's what we're discussing is how right. can we do it? What what do we do to touch these kids and let them know that there are people out there who care about them and who want to see them do better and you know not follow their own path, but. The biggest thing was just showing up, just being there, giving them food, water, Mm -hmm. whatever they need, because these moms that are raising them are young themselves. Usually there's no father. They're single moms raising these kids, and they were probably, it's just the cycle repeating itself, and so these kids don't know what to do. They don't know where to go, and they don't have anyone showing them what kind of life they they can have other Mm. than TV. You know what I mean? Like, they see one way, and, and... you know, they glamorize, you know, the black kid getting out of the ghetto and going to Harvard or, you know. Yeah. But everyone can, not necessarily go to Harvard, but anyone in any community can do better for themselves mm-hmm. if they want to. It basically comes down to choice. I, I and think, you I, always I, have oh, a sorry. choice. You always have a choice. Mm-hmm. You can either do the right thing or the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And if you start making the wrong choice, you're going to continue to. Right. You just need someone to step in and say, hey. You don't have to continue making those choices. Uh-huh. There but are other ways. That's the problem. And here's this you, opportunity. But that's the problem. Though, a lot of times people don't step in. Like you know, like when I was when I was coming up, you know, I had a lot of problems uh, as far as within my household. And you know, I guess I was what you call disruptive. You know what I mean? But instead of you know addressing the problem, trying to fix the problem, it's like how do we just hide the problem? You know what I mean? So here, throw him an ISS or. You know what I mean? You know, pretty much is like you get cast right. away, which, you know, like you, you live and you learn, you look back and say, that's not how it should have been handled. But, you know, unfortunately, like what could have been if somebody had intervened right. If you had someone to look up to. Right. Like, like the Boys and Girls Club. And um, we're like, when we grew up here, what, what was that downtown? There was like the Sankey Center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go there. I used to go there. I was there all the time when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I my you, brother and I went there. You was there? Oh, I was there. I was there. We used to go to Sherman, we used to go to Sherman Acres. We used to go to Sherman Acres. We I used to go up there. No, Prim- what, you was, was up there it, for. Was it downtown? No, no. See, you came after fast. See, I'm old school saying when they had the mat room. See, we was, there was oh, a little small yeah, building. No, we didn't go yeah, yeah. I see. I was I was one of the originals back back in the day. We had the mat room. 
And uh, we used to go up in there, man, we used, to, we used to have some more rumbles and all that. Then we used to go out to Sherman Acres, and they had what was called primitive camp, and we'd be out there for the whole week. Oh, oh yeah, man, I, I mean, we, we, yo, I got stories. I'm telling you, oh, I got I'm stories. Sure. I'm sure. I got stories, man. We had good times. I miss those days, man. Miss those dudes. And so, we've talked about that before. There's nothing like that, you know, anymore. here. Yeah. Yeah. There's I mean, no unless but, you want to send your kid to some expensive but, camp that nobody can. I'd be, I'd be, you know what? Be honest with you, I'd be scared if something was like that because not the right people I feel would be in charge of it. You know what I mean? Like I think it would be turned into a how can we make money and then you know what I mean we got we keep it within within the family type deal. Like, that's what's yeah, going on around you, the you, would, you, would, you would have to watch it. Exactly. So I just think that's that's what we go on. You have to make sure that the intentions are good and who the, you know and who it's run by well absolutely but you know another thing that i wanted to really um ask angie like what is mom's demand action like what is that can you so basically mom's demand action is a, a grassroots organization that started like i said five years ago by shannon watts she was a stay-at-home mom of five she was frustrated after sandy hook and mm. started a facebook group and it has grown to what it is now um in five short years wow so basically like how Ma- um mad mothers against drunk driving happened so it oh. took 15 years for anything to take effect right and mom's demand actions and they we just had our fifth five-year anniversary mm. so our founder says it's not it's not a sprint it's a marathon mm-hmm. because it's going to take time we basically what we do is we um we demand more from our lawmakers we contact our city state local you know every branch we contact them and let them know what we stand for and what we want them to vote for and how did you become involved i thought that's not going to happen to my kids like that i shouldn't have to worry about that mm. But I didn't do anything. I just thought, okay, it was once it's, you know, can't happen again. And then it does. And then it keeps happening. And now my kids are in fourth, or well, going into fifth and third, and now right. they're having to do these drills. And I don't think that they should be had. Like, say the Pledge of Allegiance. Do your schoolwork. You shouldn't have to worry about someone coming into your building and shooting you at right. school. I don't – it just – it really resonated with me. And then after Parkland – I was on Facebook just reading and seeing all of this stuff, and then I saw that they had, um, they were having a vigil for the kids down in, um, I think it was Ambridge High School. Yeah, okay. Ambridge Middle School. They had a little vigil, so I went there by myself. I made a sign, and I I showed up, and it said, vote them out, or it was hashtag vote them out, and... I stood there with these people I'd never met before, and a couple students talked. It was just very touching and moving to see people mobilize mm-hmm. to, to do something for people they didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And I thought I should be doing more. Like, why am I not? Why am I not doing anything? And I think because of the time between um, Sandy Hook and Parkland, nothing had changed. And that scared me after Parkland because I thought, well, my kids are like, I shouldn't have to worry when I send my kids to school if they're going to make it home or not. Right. Right. I shouldn't have to worry about that. So I went to that vigil. There was a card there that said moms demand action. And I was like, what is this? I went home and I looked it up on Facebook and it said text ready to 64433. So I got my phone out. I texted and then I literally got a phone call back. I was like, what? 
and they welcomed me and said, thank you for joining. Do you have any questions? Um, and I said, no, I said, thank you for calling. And I just went on the website or on their Facebook page and saw that they were having a meeting coming up and I put that I was interested and I, on Facebook, the little, you know, so I went to their meeting again, all by myself, didn't take my family. I just wanted to see what uh -huh. it was about. And did John know you were going? Uh -huh. Okay. He's, he's been very, um, supportive of this until last week when we just, he was playing devil's advocate with the whole gun thing with the right. Antoine thing. But, um, he's been very supportive. So I went to my first meeting in May. No, I think it was March or April. And it was right after the Parkland shooting, mm -hmm. like literally, I think a week or two. And this was the biggest crowd they had ever had. And there were just people there wanting to help to do something, anything. And they gave a little presentation on what Mums is and how it was started and um, things that they do to, to try to change. Um, and so that from that day on, I just I started talking to the moms there and on Facebook and we were like, what what can we do to help? Mm -hmm. And um, so I we ended up we have a, a Pittsburgh group um, and that's the one that I'm in, but after Parkland and everyone wanting to join and I, I think they quadrupled in size wow. since Parkland. Like it has grown so much. They had for the first five years, the Pittsburgh chapter had maybe five members. Wow. Maybe five. Well, you got now? Hundreds. Wow. That's Hundreds. That's what's up. We have to get bigger rooms every time we have a meeting because more and more, people, more, and more uh -huh. people are hearing about it and want to do something and and you don't have to do anything if you don't want to I mean it's just coming together sharing experiences we have a um, there's actually a network for survivors whether you yourself are a survivor or you've survived a family member um, we have a whole support group for them um, we have students demand action since Parkland they've started their own uh -huh. big push um, I went to the March for Our Lives in Pittsburgh, and the, the I girls, saw that on Facebook. The girls were there from um, Parkland. What high school? No, I wish. Columbine. Um, no, there were some local schools that these girls just organized this march, and Bill Peduto was there, the mayor. There were countless politicians and and people. There were, I think, they expected. What were the numbers? They expected like a thousand, maybe, uh -huh. and there were over three. Wow. No, no, it's bigger than that. It was like 10,000. It was huge. I remember walking into Market Square and people coming in after me and they just kept coming and coming. And I was looking around the corner and they were still coming. Like it was just, it was so great to see that, that all of those people are there and care and want to do something. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, you have the NRA who is paying people to basically to hurt us because I don't feel safe or to, or to not even pay attention to not to pay it. attention just don't vote or vote you uh -huh. know whatever so that we can keep our guns in the hand that they don't want to they don't want any sensible gun laws no because I will they will lose money they don't they are fighting tooth and nail like they have gone so low in my opinion 
They have gone very low to go after where orange. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mm. that's just heartbreaking. But yeah, to go after kids and um, calling them actors. I mean, that I don't. I don't Let the conspiracy theorists do that. And you have any type of compassion, and you can honestly agree with that, or even just. Oh, well, they didn't really mean it. They, they could still have my money. No. If I don't believe in you 100%, I'm not going to join you. Yet you have all of these NRA members who don't even know what they show on their channels. Or they're like, oh, it's not the guns. It's the, We think it's the bullying. Okay, so, so now let's go that? and go. Well, then they just go bully people online themselves. Exactly. So what? you're part of the problem. So frustrating. I read a, a fact the other day, and I think it said that the last year that there wasn't a school shooting. And how long ago was that? Was 1981. Mm -hmm. That's scary. I was watching that um, story. So what is it going to take to get people involved? Like the people who say, well, I don't know politics, and I don't know. You don't have to know politics. You just have to know where you stand. If you want your kids to be safe in school. But I just don't, I just don't trust the government. When the police give up some guns, maybe I'll be for people getting guns. I th there has to be a whole change. Absolutely. For sure. And that's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. When, when, when they start giving up some guns... I'll be like, people give up some guns. Well, because I remember seeing there was a video come of on, these Pete. cops in um, the UK. And there was um, a guy that was mentally ill, and he was walking in the streets, and he had a sword. And he was just standing there and swinging around. Did you ever see that video? Mm -hmm. And they just, they had, like, these big shields, and they just kind of, like, right. pushed him in a corner. And it's like, oh, wow, he would have been dead within 15 seconds. Right. If that was the United States. And that's literally what every comment said. Right. And it's like, they're right. Because they're, they're not training right. them to, what's the word? De-escalate. Right. They just want to end it. Okay, so we got a little off topic. Back to uh, Mom's Demand Action. Tell us more about it. So like I said, it was started by Shannon Watts in December of uh, 2012, right after Sandy Hook. And what Mom's stands for actually basically is um we support the second amendment we're not trying to take anyone's guns away we're just um we believe in common sense solutions that can help decrease this escalating ep epidemic of gun violence right um whether it happens in urban chicago suburban virginia i mean we have to act on new and stronger gun laws which is what we basically um do is contact like i said our our politicians um because for for far too long the gun lobby has dominated all of our politicians we know uh -huh. how about how recently they the nra took out the past gradings did you hear about that no so you know how every politician has a grading with the nra uh, okay yes so a means that they support basically they'll do the nra's bidding uh -huh. and f means that you don't agree with the nra and you won't take their money so every year they would rate the politicians. So they currently have it on their website of 
their ratings, but they... Now they're hiding it. They're not hiding it, but they're hiding the past. So that oh. you don't know how people voted, and you don't know. Oh. So they're trying to get around, yeah. So they're trying to... And the reason, when someone called and asked them why they took the, the past ratings down, they said our enemy... It, it, our enemy was... It was helping our enemy or something along those lines. Uh. See, I, I mean, I gotta... I'm see, I'm kind of torn on that because it's not. I don't think it's so on much. What? Well, it's just as far as like the guns because I'm more afraid of the, when you take away the guns, like the government's got more control. See, I don't get that. I don't understand why because if do you do you really and I have lots of family who think this and I just I need someone to explain it to me because I don't get it. Mm-hmm. What are you afraid of? The government is already in control. If you so you're saying that if there's a hostile takeover, then you want to have your guns and ammo in case that happens. I, yeah, I want to have the choice to if we, if we, if it came down where it's the haves versus the have-nots. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that that's actually going to happen? I think so. Let the economy crash again. Well, the People way are tired now. It's uh, it's it is happening. I mean, look, <laughs> look look look. History repeats itself, man. They modeled modeled this economy just like the Roman Empire. It's true. When when people start getting hungry, I mean, I'll tell you what. I remember I read a quote, and I think who I think it might have been Voltaire. I might be wrong. He said, "If you want to see people riot, take away their cigarettes and coffee." <laughs> I forgot, and I might be wrong. It might not have been him, but I'm just telling you when when supplies run out, I'm telling you those with the silver spoon, <laughs> they are coming. But I think <laughs> that if there were if there were people who would actually sit down and have a normal conversation because I can sit here and I see both sides. I actually have my permit to carry. Okay. As is your right. Right. But I don't think that every person on the street should be able to have a gun. I don't think that the domestic abusers should be able to have a gun. But I also want to be able to protect myself from somebody that comes into my house. So I think that Absolutely. that, but but that's also being a responsible gun owner. Mm-hmm. I do think, however, and I will say this as a person who has their permit to carry, I didn't have to take any kind of classes, anything. And that's and that that's scary. That is kind of scary because that's you, very scary because someone told a me a sixteen-year-old boy can go and buy a gun and not have any lessons <laughs> on how to use it and just go out and. Now, so, may I ask this? So, if necessary about not taking the gun away, is it so much about the education? What if there's more, like, more education enforced? What is it okay for everybody to keep guns? If we had better regulations, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Nobody wants to take your guns away. Right. I know that, that there are I don't people think out that, there who think that right. we do. But you just want to compromise. I, exactly. Right, I, okay. My husband I get on board with my that. My family, all, right. they, I grew up around guns. Right. I'm not afraid of them. I was right. going to ask you about that. I'm right. not necessarily afraid of guns. I tried did try to shoot once with John, but uh, we went to a range and I was pregnant, so I think my emotions got the best of oh, me, right, and right. I literally could not fire right. the gun. Uh-huh. But also, at the same time, there was a guy standing next to me with an assault rifle. And I think that probably had me a little nervous. Because every time it went off, I'm like, You're I'm jumping. jumping. Right. It's, it's not quiet. Right. Yeah. And the pregnancy hormones, definitely. Yeah. I, was, I couldn't do it. I literally, John had to pull the trigger both times I actually did it. But I really didn't uh-huh. do it. And then I said, I'll wait for you outside. I, I just couldn't be in there. Like, because, like, you know, especially, like, as a parent now, like, I watch, um, when I watch, like, the school shoes, it, like, really hurts. Because, like, high school, like, I just remember that being really, like, even though, like, it was 
you know, you had, you know, your rough times because you're, like, trying to find out who you are. But you had some really great times. Like, high school is, like, supposed right. to be some of the best times of exactly. your life. I mean, and just, you know, to see the fact that to have somebody just, like, experience a high school ripped away from them like that, like, that's fucked up. You know, like, you get, you're never going to be able to watch, like, a high school movie. Like, you know, we watch those right. old movies and we laugh and say, right. yo, number one, they ain't going to be able to watch that movie and say that's how it was for exactly. us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that shit, that, their lives are completely altered. You know what I mean? And that when they have their children and they send them off to school, they got to pray that they don't have experience that. And then you have people who are trying to tell these kids how they should and shouldn't be feeling right. that have never gone through anything like that in their lives and that want to start wars and send everybody else but their own kids over to fight something that they've started. Yeah, that happens. You know what I mean? What's your take on that, Angie? On the kids who... On, on t- what's her take on which part? On what? The part you're talking about that start the wars and then they... Oh, the pol- politicians, like, that haven't served or, like, their children, like... Mm-hmm. And then, the, and then they're like, let's go to war. And it's like, well, you, you would never have to worry about that. Right. And, gen- I mean, let's face it, generally, we've, and we've had this conversation before, it's poor people that join the military because... We're looking for opportunity. Exactly. You know, that's, I wouldn't say all of them. No, no, all not of them. All. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, you know, but, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of yeah. You know, because they'll get a free education. They'll yeah. get you know things that they wouldn't get otherwise. Or they, they might, need that kind of structure. And you, get, and you get respect. That's what it comes down to. You want mm-hmm. that respect. Like it's a totally different thing when you come home and you wearing that uniform. People know, especially they ain't putting that work in. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? So it's like you know, that's something they can never take away. We're just looking for common sense gun laws. I mean, like you said about the domestic abuse, there right now in Pennsylvania, there's a law that they're trying to get passed mm-hmm. to get the guns off of domestic abusers once they get a PFA. So as it stands right now, if you get a PFA issued against you, you have 90 days to turn your guns in. And you can give them to a family member, a friend, it doesn't matter. See, I disagree with that because I've seen some of the tactics that some of these girls have used. I know some of the girls I've used them, I'm friends with them. And they've actually used tactics so they get PFAs just so they get the paperwork to try to, you know, sabotage the dude. Like, but, I, don't, I don't totally agree. But with you've that. also seen the girls that have right. been attacked. Oh, yeah, too. I've seen right. that. So it's like a cast 22. It's like, how do you, you know what I mean? Because there's girls that really are victims and then there's girls that play the victims. So it's like. It's never going to be until yeah. people are honest. Yeah, you're never going to It's, it's never going to happen. And that's going to be the same But what about with, the guy that actually didn't do anything? Like, why, you know, he's going to he's gonna get fucked over? Well, no, then I think that at, I after a certain point, then they go through, like, a process of evaluating, you know, and taking a look at why the PFA was created and if there's any basis behind it. And then... Like, I it, like prime example, prime example. Like, uh, is it, does a PA have that? I know, I think it's Florida has that domestic uh, violence law where if somebody calls, gets a call, the police get a call as far as domestic violence and they go to that household, one of the persons is going to jail that night. You know that law. Yeah. So I what happened? Why? What, but what if there never what? Maybe what if two people were just arguing and there was no like actual hitting involved? Why can't they just be separated for the night, saying, "Hey, you guys separate for the night." Cool. Why does somebody have to actually go to jail? I a hundred percent see your point, and I don't. And I think that if it's a one time or you know like situation, okay. If it's if it's happened multiple times, 
Right. You know, then okay, the person saying, that's being abused is right, probably but, it, but I'm saying that's a law. So the first time somebody comes yeah, out, I, I don't agree it, with it, that. I'm just saying that's what you know. So that would be grounds for a woman to file PFA though, if she wanted to, even though there was actually no hitting her involved, and the guy would actually wouldn't even hit me. He had maybe raised his voice. So that you're telling me it's okay to take his gun away? Um, no. Because that's what not, that's what no, that's what's gonna that happen. Situation. That's what's gonna happen. You give them an inch, they take a mile. That's what the government and, does. Right, and I get what you're saying, but again, until people start doing right by everything, people ain't never gonna, gonna do right. right. You I gonna, you can look in the Bible and see people don't do right. But you're gonna have a judge that's hopefully going to be. You can't trust no judge, man. But once you and and that's the thing though, you have to start electing the people that you that want you there. Will, you and until trust. you start going out and voting, and I've said it before, I know people bitch and complain when they get called to jury duty. Oh you gosh. don't think that that is part of your civic I duty? Would love to go get called. Shut up, me I too. Would, I say I it all the time. They're going they they to strike you anyway. They're looking for the old the old white folks. Trust me, I know. I have all, a whole jerk, yeah, like, all white jerk. That lady. I didn't even know until after the fact it was unconstitutional. Like she got a big mouth. <laughs> wow. Um, but so I understand the distrust, but at some point we have to start looking to people who are going to make changes and fix things like Bernie Sanders. I'm sorry. I love him. <laughs> so hey, man, any man that wants to legalize marijuana got my vote. That's all you got to do to become president. So, okay, so supposedly that's one of Trump's things now, but it has to pass through Congress, and they say that it's never going to pass through, you know, through Congress. So, yeah, basically. I, I'll believe that. Yeah, um, they cha- they ended up changing it a couple of times, too, because uh-huh. as far as who you gave your guns to and then how long do you have to give them up. So you, you could have 30 days to give your guns mm-hmm. away. Now, if someone's putting a PFA against you, because they're afraid for their lives, and you you're giving them thirty days to turn in those guns. That makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Not- also, speaking of speaking about marijuana, if you have a medical marijuana card, you have to you have to you forfeit your gun rights. Period. Really? Yeah. Yes. But you, so, can get, but you can be on oxygen to keep your gun. Exactly. Or you can be an alcoholic and keep your gun because it's because it's fucking weed. That's why. Exactly, right. and another issue. Unreal. Okay, so and I'm sure that. And why is we and why is weed bad again? Oh my God, we're not doing this again. Oh, you know I love telling stories. I the story. know. Oh my God. I was the one that found it for you. But I knew it already. Tell the story, Martise. One of the politicians, like way back when, said that uh, weed would make white women want to sleep with black men. Oh, no! So that was... Oh I, like, I swear to God, you can look it up. Yes. That's so funny. I know. Yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why it's bad. I'm telling I don't you. think that's why it's still banned. Oh, but. come on. Right. I, but but now it's just yeah. kind of like... Oh, yeah, right. Well, and the, well, the reason... We all know why it's banned now, because they don't know how to make money off of it. And right, with that, exactly. and Big Pharma makes way too much mm-hmm. money off of all the heroin that they're selling on the streets. Yep. And it'll make white women sleep with black men. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. What? That is funny. <laughs> okay, so... Gun laws with mental disorder. And again, like it goes to the whole um, reasonable laws. Like I suffer from anxiety. Could 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 somebody go, oh, well, you know what? Just depending on how it's how the law is written, I could include you in that. Right. 
and it's like well, really no we're looking at people who are fucking psychopaths meant, yeah someone who someone who's been through the system someone who you know if you if you're just taking an antidepressant who's not Exactly. Everybody. Oh, oh, exactly. Who's not big pharma? Everybody should just be out smoking weed. Everybody, everybody has a, some sort of mental illness. Well, I don't right. know, whether it's anxiety, depression, or you know, self doubt, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So there's you got a medication for that, right? You know what I mean? There's there's, there's a, a pill for that. Uh-huh. There's a pill for that. Now you know it's going to cause liver failure, kidney stones, cancer, heart failure, third eyeball, whatever. But they're, you know, people are taking it. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, I I would rather just, you know, smoke marijuana and not have to worry about my liver and all that stuff shutting down right. versus popping a pill that has God knows what in it. Well, so these are the conversations that the politicians need to be having. We need to get to a place where we can write the law so that it applies, so that you're not gonna you're not gonna apply it to everyone who's taken. An antidepressant. You right. can't do that. Uh-huh. Well, but you need to work together to come up with some compromise so uh-huh. that we can move forward because no no laws are getting placed or voted on unless it has to do with money in the politicians' pockets. And that goes back to what Mortiza said about who we elect because if we continually like the people are not electing the people that actually have ties to the community. Well, we're looking we're looking a lot better. Yeah. In the local election, elections, we've had some changes, and I think it's going to happen. Across the the board in November. Maybe steps. I really think that it's especially going to happen with the whole separating families at the border. I think everybody, people on both sides are really pissed off. I hope so. I don't see the other side being pissed off or, well, I see them being pissed off, but not for the right reasons. Man. Electoral college. So I have a, mm-hmm. You know they're the ones to pick. Mm-hmm. It's not actually the people. So, well, it's going to be. I hope. Because look, you, I mean, look already. I mean, the guy in my district uh-huh. that's running against Daryl Metcalf. Yeah. He is a white gay guy. And I'm praying, I'm going to work on his campaign if I can because. We have to get Daryl Metcalf and people like him uh-huh. out of there. They're just clueless. They're just taking people's money and doing the bidding for the NRA and the, those, you know, organizations that aren't looking for the best interest of the community. They're looking in the best interest for themselves. I think that every politician should have a cap as to how yep. much money yep. they're allowed to get for an election. For sure. And then that way people can't be bought. I mean, at some point, it's it, it's never not gonna happen. Right. I mean, even if but you don't buy them, they're gonna be like, "Yo, policies." It, yeah, right. I mean, there's gonna be some kind of but way. It's, it's but there's a way to there's you know there's a you people could could have said that about slavery too, but you got to make steps to do something. Right. Yeah, right. What about you gotta, women's you gotta, rights? You got to do. You got to start making steps somewhere. You got to escape. Did you know that the silence mark the um, silencer on the guns? It's one of the fastest growing markets in the firearm industry. I did not know that. I mean, because you gotta think about it, man. You know how I many people like. And the NRA wants to deregulate those. Yeah, because people, people, you gotta remember we in a society where people are tired of people, so like more people are finding out ways to like get rid of people. Okay. I mean, it's it's just that's, that's just the, I'm being honest. It's the culture we live in. I mean, how many times you say it and be like, I can just kill this person. 
You know what I mean? And and, well, and I think is, everything has changed. Everything except gun laws. There's there's no, no value it's for not life anymore. It's, there it's, isn't. No one respects themselves. We're going back into uh-huh. it's just it's a, it, we're just staying in the same. We've uh, humans have always been violent. This we're just I don't. And that's fine, but we we at least have empathy, right? Which I think we're starting to lose because kids these days have no idea. And I don't think that there's anything in schools that is teaching them, like... It's teaching them to hide under your desks because we've got an intruder. But right. let me ask you this, though. Like, how then... Because I think a lot of the stuff that happens is due to bullying. I think that really is the underlying problem. But now they've made it a... Pro- it starts with the parents. Okay, you're right. It starts with the, por- the parents, but, you know, bullying, whether, you know, the parents aren't addressing or whatever, um, I, how, are, how are the kids that are being bullied, how are they able to cope? Other than, you know, react how, unfortunately, how to react. And right. Because, like, you know, back in the day, it was like, if somebody was picking on you, meet me at the flagpole at 3 o'clock. And now the kid. And be over with. Right. I but now, plenty of those in my right, day. Right. So, but listen, Ange. So. But now they just go into their dad's closet no, and get a gun and say, well, I'm just going to shoot no, you. No, you know why, them. though? Because if you fight or you do something like that, you get expelled, you get punished. But you're like, hey, man, teacher, you seen this kid picking on me. What else was I supposed to do? If you act out. Because you walk in them kids. A lot of them kids have a history. They were acting out. And finally, they just t- took it. Now, some of them guys were crazy because they didn't know how to accept that a girl didn't want to be with them no more. Right. Now, that's scary. That's scary. There's but way too many people out there like that. Regardless they should not have access to these guns. No. Because if they would think through it and wait 24 hours... They might change their mind. And so you're in the moment. You're you have access to your dad's unlocked gun safe. Well, and you just grab a gun. And not for anything, but when I thought when you're like sent to when you're sent to school, they're supposed that to be, be there. Yes, that should be a safe place. My child in the first grade should not have had to do drills. That is terrifying. It is. And, and imagine. I remember being six, terrified about a tornado six, drill. I know. Imagine you're six years Ice old. Ice is just And your teacher huddles you in this back corner and, and is telling you to be quiet because you, you don't want the, the guy with the gun to hear you. So let me ask you a question because I thought that this would be a good idea for school um, safety. Okay. So if all schools doors were equipped with a like a panic button mm-hmm. that you could press and it would lock it down mm-hmm. and then they wouldn't be able to get in until so, right. something else you know was done on an administrative level and then everything else was bulletproof so they weren't able to shoot into the school or shoot into the classroom right it's going to take a lot of money and resources that nobody wants to pay for they'll give the teachers a bag of rocks did you hear that one? To throw out the... Yeah, throw out the gave, shit. They gave us school rocks. Hey, but you know what? That actually is effective. Because that, that's going to go up against it. Hey, listen. Actually, that, no, that, that's effective because I actually met a chief warrant officer in the Marine Corps. And he, they're, they're his his uh, little squad, they ran out of, of ammo and they threw rocks at the enemy. They, he's allowed to tell a story. He got a award for it. Okay. Hey, listen. That, hey, I listen. They were chucking. Different. They were chucking rocks. I mean, he's you know. a trained marine. You've got so. Let's go with that. Ten marines on this side with rocks and two oh, you on get, this side with guns. I so think we're talking we, about one guy with a gun. Oh, I'm just. Twenty-four. I'm just saying it can happen. It, it just miracles not happen. I'm not. Am I? I'm a bet on the gunman if it was on Vegas, but I'm just saying miracles do happen. I mean, I'm just saying it's a disadvantage. Right. It's a disadvantage. <laughs> but you know what, man? I really looking back at that Parkland. 
shooting. I don't care what anybody said. That cop was a punk. The one that just stood outside. He should have been in there, man. He should have been in there. Agreed. He's talking, talking about, mean, oh, I'm you, looking. You, you nah, man, you know, go in there. You never know what's going to happen until you're in that situation. You could be the bravest, toughest guy in the world. But when you're when you're in that panic situation, you, you're you not going to do what you thought you were going to do. No. I, I, I know. I just react. I've been in a situation. And a lot of people do, but some can't. And the thing is, though, you have been trained as a Marine. Exactly. So then shouldn't but you? But he trained as a cop, though. They go through Bruce yeah. Academy and shit. Are you? Are you? I think, are you going to? I don't know. I don't know how they get. Academy. I don't know how they get all fat and shit. I don't understand that. Like, if you police are, you should be in shape. Like, I don't understand how you fat riding around. You know, just get out your car and you got pull. You know, adjust your belt on your big fat stomach and three chins and shit like that. Like, that's not people ain't gonna respect you, man. Like, come on, man. So you hire veterans to do. You know, to be your to be the guards because that's. I mean, but some veterans is fucked up too. I'm a veteran. There's people with mental illness all around. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying anything about veterans not having mental illness. I'm just saying, you talking about hiring veterans like cops go through uh, psychological screeners. Some of them pass some psychological uh, screeners, even though they're crazy as fuck. I would like to take one of those and see if I pass. Too. I don't I think, think I would. I, would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt I would pass. I mean, they pass. I think you'd be alright. I mean, they might. I. There's a difference between somebody letting you slide and actually passing the test. Yeah. Mm. I think you'd be alright though. Me? Yeah. Think like a Republican, you'd be fine. Oh okay, so most of your family is Republican, right? I'm a Republican. Yeah, sure I'm a veteran. Are. Yeah, but you're not a real Republican. <laughs> a I'm, real a bl- Republican. I'm, a, I'm a black Republican, like okay. Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah, so the majority of my family are Republicans. How, oh my God, how do you handle your Facebook? Because it gives me high blood pressure. I know that, unfortunately... They just don't understand. They're ignorant to a lot of... They've never left Lawrence County. Right. Oh, you got to leave Lawrence County. Maybe a vacation here or there, but they've never Mm. left their bubble. Now you got to leave. Where you grew up with guns in your dad's closet and hanging on the rack of your pickup truck at school. Right. That's what you grew up with, and I did too, but I've left my little bubble, and I've seen the real world a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to claim to know it all, but I've seen some things. Uh Uh-huh. And people are so sheltered here. They just don't get, they don't understand. When when you don't venture out, when you don't talk to people that are, aren't like you, what, what are you learning? Right. Like, there's no diversity. And None then, whatsoever. And then there'll be one black kid in the class. Mm. Oh, I don't know about that. When we were in Philly, <laughs> my kid's class looked like the UN. It was adorable. And then we moved back to Pittsburgh, and I think they may have both had one black kid in their class. We're at in Pittsburgh. We're, well, we're Cranberry. Okay. Seven Fields. Okay. So, yeah. Poor kid. Like, how are you going to learn anything by being with the same type of people, with the same thoughts every day, day in, day out? Nah, my heart breaks for the kids. I, I, I've been through that. What, what you, are, you, 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 don't, you feel alone. You don't feel like you fit in. You know well, what I mean? Because you subjected, because you got to be remember, like, especially, like, 
Like, I, when you like that, people feel comfortable. They want to crack, like, the, you know, the black jokes around you. And now they want to be like, yo, what's up, my nigga? Like, that's that and the third. You wouldn't be doing that if you was you was the minority. Right. Like I said, they right. do that shit. So I, I, I already know how it is, man. I don't, I don't like that shit. I think it is. Schools can help. Schools have resource officers now. They have, they're getting more and more. Um, you love my purse. Mr. Kitty, get out of there. They're getting more and more um, guidance counselors in school, which we Well, need. that's good. Um, that's, I'm, I'm back in school to get a master's in psychology because I want to work Good. I feel like kids don't have enough resources. They don't have enough help. Parents aren't raising their kids anymore. And you can't blame the kids. Are. And you, you can't, can't punish blame, the kids. You cannot blame the kids. You have to blame the parents. It's right. totally the parents. Parents have gotten away from their kids because now you have mom and dad both working. No one's home to tell them to go outside. And but that's what that's how I was. I, that's how the system was playing though. That's how it was playing. To tear it's, families apart. Well, for the the government to raise your kids because they're both working. If you think about it, the system is training and programming how to influence your kids, like. A lot of times, we're, they're just being taught to read and recite. Like people. Like oh, yeah, say, they're not learning or thinking. Not, oh. I didn't learn how to really use rationale until, like, my 30s. You know what I mean? Right. I'm a, Because I made a lot of dumb decisions. I'm not proud of oh, me too. You know, looking back, I'm like, damn, I was really stupid. You know what right. I'm saying? But, you know, I really... No one's telling these kids that. In, in school, in our particular elementary, we have they have groups that meet every once a week. Or I think it's once a week. And they send a note home to the parents saying, would your child benefit from one of these groups? And one might be for kids who are shy and don't have any friends. Mm -hmm. One might be for the ones that are getting bullied. One was for um, just quiet, shy kids. Yeah, because they're strength in numbers, man. Or nowadays, parent, parents getting divorced. There's And this paper says... Are you, are you having any family changes? Would you like your kid to be in this? They should be doing that for the parents too, though. Exactly. That'd be good because like that would give like a community where like everybody's right. pulling the kids up. Right. Like, hey, yo, I seen uh, such and such. Because you could be like, hey, uh, uh, quote unquote was over the house the other day, and he said something going on with such and such. Hey, I just want to let you know, maybe you right. seen something. You know what I mean? So it keeps everybody in tune. I mean, that would well, be good idea. everyone's afraid to say anything because, God forbid, like, what are you talking about? My son doesn't have Mind your business. Right. I always tell people about it. I always tell people about their business. And, 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 and you, always, you, you, you always used to hear, uh, you better watch I know your mom. Or you right. better watch right. I know your dad. And we were afraid. Yeah. Nowadays, oh, my I'm mom like, used to call like, fuck you. Right? What are you going to tell my mom? She doesn't care. Yeah. yeah my mom You're going to tell that cunt anyways. Yeah. I remember we was at, listen, I remember we was at church back at Sacred Baptist, man, and we'd be acting up. I remember the elders always be like, don't make me tell Miss Sandy. Right? Yup. Because you knew. Right. Everybody, and you, people were looking out for your kids. Kids are so entitled these days. They want it and they want it now, and the parents give it to them now. JG Wetworth. What? I said they want it, they want it now. I'm stopping JG Wetworth. I didn't know where he was going with that. Me neither. I was confused for a second. Damn, keep up with the class, ladies. Okay. That's funny. Anyways, kids yeah. are entitled. Absolutely. How old were you when you got your first phone? Oh my god. I was. <laughs> I was in. I think I was 19 because I was in Damn. college, and my mom late. got it from you. Hey, you guys, <laughs> you guys was late. I had my first phone was it the at uh, flip phone. Yeah, I had it at 16. Yeah. 
My grandpa gave me one. 16? Okay. No, it was a cellular one. No, my one. grandpa gave me the I thought it was a shit, man. I had That, that lasted about two months. That lasted about two months to because them phone bills was like it was right. three fifty because I I was calling everybody I'm letting my friends call you know now it was kids just, want them in first and second grade parents are giving them to them wait what and, and, and here's me I'm like can you read in first and second grade <laughs> right I'm like I don't know like can you, can, can you no. can you send a text message like like what do you need the phone emojis for? right and of course you're not going to you know get them the regular phone they need the iPhone right the newest one of course. Yeah. We said we were going to wait until 12 to give any of our kids cell phones. I think that's a, that, that's a good age. Except <laughs> Landon might be getting one this year. How old is he? 10. And, th- and uh, Lila's 8. Oh, okay. So the reason we were thinking of getting him one is because now he's venturing out more on his own. He's going to be at football practice every night uh. by himself. In case something happens, he needs picked off. Like, nine times out of ten, there will be someone there who will be like, hey, do you need a ride? Or he can go up mm. to them and ask them. But I would feel safe knowing that he had a phone to call me if he needed to. Uh. I'd like to think that I, I, I wasn't like that five or six years ago. But with everything going on nowadays, like, I, I, have, to, I have to have him check in. Yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, he went. He, he goes outside to the neighbors, and he'll be playing football till nine o'clock at night. And I know where he's at. I know he's safe. Yeah. But when they start to get older and, and venture out past where you are comfortable with, uh huh. I don't see anything wrong with giving them a phone. No. And you can track them. Exactly. Man. Well, okay. I There's mean, nothing wrong with tracking a child. I mean, they're gonna figure out how to get around that. That's man. fine. Let them. <laughs> but, but also, you. When they're ten. Maybe not when they're sixteen. I don't need to track. Yeah. Right. Right. But when you're twelve, four. You know, I don't know. Maybe sixteen. I would. Definitely my daughter. <laughs> you would. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. I know I would me. I track Landon See? at sixteen, but the girls, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. I know. Ain't no doubt. Because you know they're gonna be like you. <laughs> Just a little. Maybe. I hope not. No. no. We used to have fun. They better not be like me. They would be lucky to be like you. Aw, you're sweet. I, sometimes I am. <sighs> okay, so do you want to tell everybody, like, the Facebook pages and everything for uh, Moms Demand Action? So it's basically it's just momsdemandaction.org, or you can text READY, R-E-A-D-Y, to 64433, and that'll just get you in the door. And then from there, you just learn what, what we're all about. and. Is men part of your group? We have men. We have men. We have women. We have white, black. No, I, didn't, no, I just wanted to know. Absolutely. I just want to make sure. I wanted to so make it's, sure. It's moms and others. It's not just moms. Oh, it's, it's, it's moms, moms, and, moms and others. Moms and others. Okay. Yeah. It started out as moms, and it has grown to include moms and others. everyone and anyone who wants to help make the world a better place. Little by little. Yeah. And Mike, they don't want to take away your gun. Michael Jackson trying to make the world a better place. Hit the fire, make it a better place. Michael. Okay. Don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> Anyways, so thanks for listening and make sure you like me on Facebook, The Pop Off with Martise, and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Martise M. Thanks. And thank you, Angie. Thanks for having me. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. 
come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.